everyone to the Potential Awaits podcast. My name is Sue Wetsworth, your host, coach, and professor that founded Worth Results to help people maximize their potential and achieve what they want out of life. Today, we're going to talk about one man's story of success after being restructured. So, put away all your distractions and focus on today's lesson because this class is now in session. So hello everybody, here we are with Potential Awaits podcast for a very special episode. I have one of my favorite people, I know that sounds very contrite, but it's very, very true. Um, I've been working with Patrick Gill for many years when we were both at Manulife Bank and we've both moved on and I've had a great opportunity to connect with Patrick so that he can tell us his story of what happened from when he went to Manulife Bank to where he is now. So, Patrick, how are you doing today? Hi, Sue. I'm doing awesome. Thank you. Oh, great. That's perfect. I like it when people are awesome. <laughs> so, Patrick, right now, you are the head of sales for Ready When, and yep. you're also the owner, co-founder for Guardian Mortgages, which is yeah. very exciting. It's, it's very exciting, and I love doing work that I know that, um, you know, I'm part of right from the ground level, including my own startup, but uh, it's certainly keeping me busy and it's all good busy, which is great. Oh, excellent. So when you were with Manulife Bank, you were a regional vice president. Walk me through what happened. Well, uh, yeah, you know, it's so funny that um, you've been with an organization for 18 years and you feel, uh, you know, I'm a lifer here. And um, I, I, I was um, part of a restructuring and um, packaged out of Manulife Bank. And it was so funny that they asked me to stay on for that year though. So I was actually asked to stay on for a full year. And it's so funny, you, you were the first to mention the name Manulife Bank. I was just gonna say uh, Schedule One Bank, but- um, Well, that's when I, okay. <laughs> when, yeah, when they, when they did um, package me, they, they asked me to stay for a year. And I've never heard of that. Even in my years as a regional vice president there, I always had to do that differently if that was the case. Um, it did open the doors. There was huge life afterwards and so many different opportunities. Um, I had immediate job offers and that was while I was still working at oh, Manulife. That's excellent. Um, but yes, it, you know, it was one of the, the greatest feelings that um, there's value for me and for people to be offering me, let's say even more money that I had been making where I was, um, I thought to myself, I was wondering why I didn't explore this earlier. <laughs> well, I it's, love it. it's funny when you go through that type of experience and you are probably one of the more fortunate people that had those job offers, um, but you decided to not take those job offers and you created your own option. So what was your mindset like, which led you to not taking those job offers and creating your own business? Well, I think the one thing is that, um, you know, I, I thought of myself as someone that uh, had the positive mindset to get through this, especially, you know, where I saw, hey, people value what you do. And so I always wanted to do something on my own. I always, even when I was in personal sales, thought to myself, wow, I can, I can only imagine if I was my own broker doing these types of things, what type of money I could be making. And the truth is, it was never about the money. I mean, where I went first, I knew that I wasn't going to be making money. Um, but if I wanted to have my own message and my own brand 
and um, how I wanted to take care of clients my own way, that it wasn't a transaction, that it was much more than that. It was a relationship that I wanted to create for life. Um, that's what really got me through that. And I said, I'm going to stick to this. But the story gets even better. I, I'll, I'll, I think I'll get into it with you. But um, that's how that happened. It was, it was me saying I wanted to be my own um, owner. I wanted to be the person that, that uh, dictates um, the messaging, the positioning, and, and what I wanted for my clients. Yeah, that's great. So how did you come up with the idea of Guardian Mortgages then? Well, the idea was already there. So Guardian Mortgage was an entity already, although it was not a brokerage. Okay. Um, and, and it's so funny that uh, this is probably the most serendipitous story that I can think of in my career. Um, my partner, Alan Chin, was a client of mine 12 years ago. Nice. And 12 or 13 years ago now that we're speaking. But um, I went to talk to him about uh, cash flow and flexibility and how he could pay his mortgage down much faster. And he loved it so much that um, he said, I'm going to do this for my second house, my third house. Uh, he bought a corporate property uh, and um, commercial real estate. Wow. He did the same thing for his father. And he was a senior economist in the car industry. Amazing. Uh, but he certainly knew numbers. Yeah. More importantly, he found this way. And he, in fact, created wealth for himself that way. And so one day I was doing a presentation at a financial institution uh, for mortgage brokers. And this person came up to me. Um, this was maybe three or four years ago. And he said, uh, Patrick, I'm here because of you. And I said, that's great. You're going to learn lots today. And he said, no, no, it's Alan Chin. I'm here because of you. I became a mortgage broker or a mortgage agent. And I said, Alan, oh my gosh, this was years ago. It was eight years, nine years ago that I saw you. He goes, yeah, I, I was so blown away of how you helped me and how you helped me create wealth um, that I became a mortgage agent. Wow. And I'm working now with mortgage architects. And um, I, I just want you to know, my wife, Kinga, I met through my business and we're, we're both mortgage agents. Wow. We're, this is our business. And so um, he had done well enough in his first two years, which is unheard of, to actually apply for a mortgage brokerage. Wow. And so the timing was just incredible how we actually said, yes, you know what, um, Patrick, I'm ecstatic when I finally told him I was leaving. This was not at that meeting, of course. Yeah. But uh, he started screaming out, Kinga, Kinga, Patrick's leaving manually. And yeah, there was no money for me there. There was nothing, but he did sign over. Um, majority ownership of his brokerage. Wow. So um, he was in the process of doing that. FISRA, uh, uh, during a pandemic, you know, this was all happening during a pandemic. So FISRA was taking a lot of time to get this done, the licensing and, and our brokerage license. Um, so it, something that usually took about two and a half, three months, took over a year. Right. But it gave us a lot of time to plan properly. Absolutely. Um, we both knew what we wanted. We both, our, our things aligned, our... Um, ethics and our morals and our business sense, but more importantly, how we feel about taking people, care of people with integrity, financial literacy. It was all a, a perfect uh, union. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. then did you get anybody else to help you other than Kinga and Alan then? Uh, yeah, I did rely on uh, feedback on um, some of the industry professionals that I have worked with for the last, you know, 18 years, but 
I think the one thing that we can, I can easily say is that um, I really relied on, on what I knew that I knew. Right. I, had a, I had a certain message. And if that message was so strong, helping so many Canadians over so many years, um, that's what I really relied upon myself. And the fact that Alan was a testament to that. Totally. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, and what a great story for Alan, too, believing in what you had provided for him so much so that he changed his career and went into that and is, is helping other people. So what was your family and friends, more so your family's reaction to the change with Manulife and then now becoming self-employed? Yeah. So for my wife, it was, uh, you're worth more. <laughs> Like she was the one that would always tell me you're worth more. And it wasn't just uh, a matter of dollars. It was what you could be doing. So I had very, very good support and, and a positive um, uh, family um, time during that time of what would, in most cases could be a very tumultuous time in between positions. Yeah. But no, I had really good support and my family always believed in me too. And knowing that I could easily get a job um, and, and look back at some of the offers that were there um, made me think, okay, at least I, I could try something. Yeah, and, and I think having those job offers gave you a level of comfort. If you hadn't, and, and it might be difficult to put your mind at, in that place, but if you hadn't had those job offers, how would you have felt moving forward? Yeah, I, well, it's so funny that during that year that I had time to think and work at the same time and try to plan my future, I, I had talked to many people. In fact, um, when you ask me as a head of sales, I'm, I'm, I'm consulting right now for that very successful um, fintech company out of British Columbia known as Ready When. Yeah. It was one of my um, referral sources that I had worked with for so many years. I said, you have to speak to these people. And so that's what happened. During that time, it really gave me a lot of confidence because after speaking to them, they said, we, we want to contract you, please. We, we want you to help us get this startup off the ground. And, um, in just over a year, uh, if you go to their website, the, the business collaborations with some of the largest financial institutions in Canada have already occurred. So, absolutely. Uh, like you said, if I hadn't been offered those, I was still in the position that I had to make a choice. And in making those choices, I went out, talked to people, and opportunities opened up just from talking. So, exactly. I think it comes down to this, Sue. Uh, it's something that I always preach, and I think you know this too. Um, treat people properly if you treat people properly it'll come back and sure enough when I need it most whether it was advice whether it was a sounding board whether it was um, people to make introductions uh, they were all there for me oh that's awesome and yes you've always you know as you mentioned earlier with the schedule a bank that you know they <laughs> felt that you had huge integrity you do have huge integrity you do have great long long-term long-standing relationships which are extremely important um so at, was there any point though through this entire process and and i realized that the process isn't over but is there any point where you realized i don't know if this is worth it well, I think the pandemic might have had a lot to do with it too, because you know, for something that we thought was going to last a few months or a year, it lasted a lot longer. Yes. So there was there was things that I was thinking of: is this the right time for me to actually be starting a business? Um, you know, during a pandemic, um, uh, leaving something that has some security with benefits, 
you know, is that something that I should be thinking of? And then I thought that there's a lot of people that need me during that time too. And there's a lot of people that need that message during that time. And of course, there's also a huge opportunity. Um, so I'm not sure if uh, uh, you've seen those commercials where, um, you know, fortune favors the brave. And that's not something I was thinking of, but it was something that I said to myself, if you're going to take a leap right now, it's probably the right time if you need to help people. Excellent, excellent. And, and I, I love the fact that your, your goal of helping people gave you the courage or gave you the, the mindset, the positive mindset that that was more important than maybe any fear that might have been coming up from underneath. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So how many people do you feel that you've helped not only with Guardian Mortgages, but also with your affiliation with Ready When? Wow, uh, that's a really good question. Um, I, I, I don't think I could actually put um, a number to that, um, but I can tell you when I think about it, I feel really good. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's something where you get these emails back or you get these advisors back that you, you've changed their business or clients saying that, um, you know, I can now do this and I never thought I could. Um, again, I can't put a number on it, Susan, but and, and there's certainly a feeling of, yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, um, I think, you know, from a business standpoint, we always want to look to quantify things and it doesn't always necessarily need to be quantified in a statistic. So yeah, because the first thing I thought of is how many clients do I have now? And I go, but that's not all the people that were have. Like some of these people, they they can't become clients right now. But I made sure that I gave them the proper um, strategy and the, the the debt restructuring analysis and giving them the advice that they need to do over the next let's say year or a year and a half to get to where we, we need to be. Exactly. And um, yeah, they're not a client yet, but certainly they will be. And um, that's, we don't, uh, Alan and I both take that stance of, you know, there's there's no small sales. There's only small sales people. Yes. We want to make sure we, want, we help everyone in every way. Financial literacy is huge and so is stewardship. Absolutely. So, yeah, if you take a look at our website, we really wanted to differentiate how we do business that way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that speaks volumes, not only from your voice, but from your website and your branding. Um, I saw it very, very clearly when I was... Uh, researching you before we we reconnected oh, again so lastly if if you could provide one piece of advice to people who have been restructured displaced laid off whatever um, what would you say to them opportunity okay yeah look at the opportunity don't look at the fact that you now have to start over you've been at this position for so long you're comfortable there's a pension, look for the opportunity. Um, there's always going to be something and you're worth so much more in some cases. Um, it's, you know, you can't let that um, restructuring define you. Exactly. Well, wow. yeah. and I'm sure all of your advice that you're providing to your clients, whether it's through Ready When or through Guardian Mortgages, uh, I'm sure they're benefiting tenfold. And I hope everybody that's listening to this will also benefit from your experience and your advice. So uh, thank you so much, Patrick. I really appreciate it. Any last minute words that you wanted to say, Patrick? No, Sue, thank, thanks for this opportunity. Um, you know, I, I, you always think I'm going to be a bit nervous first being interviewed, but at the same time, 
you know, even going back and thinking about what those questions that you just asked me and what I had to go through, it's humbling and it's great. And uh, it just makes me realize that I have lots to appreciate. Um, I think the one thing that I'll say, and it's the last thing, is if you really want to find out if it's worth it or not for you, you know, draw a line up through a piece of paper, put the positives, put the negatives, think of opportunity, list them all down, and that will usually help you to create the choice that you really want to make. So the, the old pros cons list. It's it's yeah. didn't they call that the Benjamin Franklin uh, sales approach? I believe something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, we all have our ways of making decisions, but yes, I think. Certainly looking at um, the opportunity as opposed to the fear is always going to be a more beneficial approach for sure. Yeah, and, and the last thing also with that, Sue, I'll tell you there's certain things, there's certain milestones that will really make you understand you made the right choice. That first happy client, that first email back, um, you, when you get your license or when you click to hit live on your website, like those are all great things that will say, um, you know, I val it validates everything. So exactly. thank you for this. Thank you for, for the questions and thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. I know there are a lot of choices out there and so happy you spent your time with us today. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a lesson. If you want to talk about your own story or have a specific question to be answered next time, head over to worthresults.com and connect with me. I would love to hear from you. See you next time.